Broadcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the ARC Digital Transformation Viewpoints podcast is the only podcast dedicated to all things related to digital transformation in energy, industrial, and critical infrastructure application. The podcast is the creation of the ARC Advisory Group Digital Transformation Practice. ARC advises leading companies on technology trends and market dynamics that affect their business. To engage further, please like and share our podcast or reach out directly on Twitter at ARC underscore advisory or please go to our website at ARC Web. In a business environment ruled by high volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, manufacturers and process industries are increasingly embracing emerging digital technologies to transform operations, control costs, reduce downtime, and improve profitability. To address these challenges, companies in the process industries have set smart manufacturing goals in applying digital transformation technology to manufacturing operations. Yokogawa believes for many end users, autonomous operations is the destination to achieve their smart manufacturing goals. Today, ARC Advisory Group speaks with Yokogawa regarding their industrial automation to industrial autonomy initiative, or IA, to IA. IA to IA is what Yokogawa foresees as the transition from industrial automation to industrial autonomy. Now, let me hand things over to Janice Abel with the ARC Advisory Group. Janice? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Janice Abel and I'm Principal Analyst with ARC Advisory Group. Today with a podcast on going from industrial automation to autonomy. And the interview will focus on how Yokogawa is helping companies use newer technologies to become more autonomous. I'm here today with Eugene Spiropoulos, who is the Automation Operations and Systems Strategist, who will discuss some of the newer technologies that Yokogawa is providing that are driving autonomy, reducing human error, and also improving operational efficiencies. He will also discuss some of the value that companies are getting from these newer automation technologies. So hi, Gene. It's really great to have you with us today. Hi, Janice. Hi, everyone. It's really great to be back. Thank you. So Eugene, the last time we spoke, we had discussed some of Yokogawa's newer technologies that are transforming the digital transformation, like digital twins. And today we're going to talk about how they are taking automation to autonomy. So we're really excited to learn about what Yokogawa is doing in this area and also about some of the results you're having. So just to start, could you just tell us a little background about yourself and your background with Yokogawa for the folks who may not be familiar with you today? Uh, thanks, Janice. I'm Eugene Spiropoulos. I work with Yokogawa as part of the Industrial Autonomy Strategy. Um, I've been lucky in my career to uh, work across many fields from process engineering to control to information transformation. So I think that gives me a pretty good perspective, hopefully. Well, I think you have an excellent background in this area. I know that Yoko Gower has been in the automation and controls industry for a long time. And there's always been new improvements. So in innovation. So what's different this time as you go from automation to autonomous? Wow. I think it's the scale of the opportunity. I think you're absolutely right. Technology has been improving um, over the last half century very dramatically. 
Uh, but I think that over that half century, several decades, we've collected a huge amount of information. And depending on who you ask, we've only leveraged one to 5% of it. And I think the scale of the opportunity now is to leverage all that information into meaningful, feasible value today. So I think that's what really differentiates um, today from yesterday in terms of how technology is changing or has changed. I think a good way to put it that's relatable is we've all been walking around with really powerful cameras in our phones, in our pockets for the better part of seven years or 10 years. And we've taken thousands of pictures, pictures every day, and no one's ever going to go back into their camera and analyze um, pictures and decide which ones they're going to use until Apple suddenly starts to send you memories. And AI is used to curate and provide value out of information that you wouldn't have taken the time out to. And I think it's the same thing in our industries, in process industries. I mean, leveraging information, data analytics, you know, that's a skill set and an effort in itself. And, you know, the scale or the opportunity now is to leverage that information into useful value. So I think that's what's really different between today and the last few decades. And I think um, um, end users, customers, industries and society understands that as well. So there is that need to take advantage. Could you tell us a little about how Yokogawa got started on the automation transformation journey and also a little background on why you think the time to drive autonomy is now? Uh, well, in regard to Yokogawa, we have been supporting the automation industry for over a century. And a lot of what we do is driven, driven by the needs of our customers and the needs of society. So um, the time to take advantage or why Yokogawa is doing this now, it's, uh, it's really driven by the needs of what customers want to achieve and what technology is available now. I think we've seen over the last decade this converging of IT and OT systems. And there is a lot that has been said about that. But I think another thing that um, hasn't been spoken about is this converging of what are business and what are consumer type systems. And I think this, you know, this convergence of requirements from multiple different areas, it's really what's driving um, the need today from a people perspective, a company perspective and a society perspective to take advantage of these capabilities today. When I hear autonomous, I think about AI, robotics, virtual reality, digital twins, and outside of the process industries. In the discrete industry, specifically in the automotive industry, we're starting to see driverless cars. And right now, partly because of government regulations, they're not entirely autonomous. But I have been told that they can be autonomous today. And I also believe as the technology gains trust with people and governments that the government will allow driverless cars, trucks, trains, and more in the future. Is this kind of what you're thinking about when you mention automation driving to autonomy, more so in the process industry? I think that's a pretty good comparison, Janice. Thanks. The, um, uh, the one thing that's an underlying um, uh, common factor across all the things you mentioned, particularly across driverless cars and process industries, is the safety requirement or the safety factor. I mean, wherever there is a need to um, protect the 
the risk of harm to people or risk of harm to the environment, then there should be regulation standards and understanding of how these systems should be run. And I think that that's something that we we will expect to see in driverless cars. So it's less about the car being able to drive itself and more about the car being able to drive itself in an environment with the minimal risk to people, to society and to other things. And I think that's the same thing that we will see in process industries as well. Um, of course, process industries have been driven by safety uh, for a very long time. So that's a very mature concept. And I think that as we take this journey to industrial um, autonomy, uh, I think that is a concept that will be carried across, will need to be carried across as well. But it is something that we should expect to see in future. Could you talk a little more about what some of the challenges that you're solving with your automation technologies? Sure. It's pretty broad and it's very, very end user driven. We're solving problems in predictive maintenance, predictive analytics. We're leveraging AI to improve operations. We're leveraging AI with robotics to change workflows. Um, We're helping customers build enterprise information models. So um, it's a very broad area where we're applying these um, autonomous solutions and these autonomous um, capabilities for, for, for customers. Could you also talk about any specific companies and what you're doing with them and also what value they're getting from using your technology? I think a key one and stuff that's actually out in the public domain that we can talk about is, um, I mean, we announced um, a few weeks ago about um, a POC with JSR where we ran an entire facility autonomously for a significant amount of time. Uh, we're working with a lot of with a lot of different partners and end users on open process automation on Namur, MTP, which are these open control interoperability standards. We're working with ExxonMobil, with um, with companies that would typically even be competitors to us. But the idea is this interoperability for the future. Uh, we're part of the open energy. AI initiative that's driven by Shell, Baker Hughes, C3.ai. We announced recently our partnership with C3.ai. They're a very interesting company with a lot of capabilities. Um, so I think that's a, a, a small number of things that um, I think we've already talked about, but there is a huge, um, um, we're working on over 300 point autonomous solutions and proof of, cost, uh, proof of concepts with different customers across the world. So I think there's a lot of activity in this area. That's very impressive, especially the number of point solutions you mentioned. ARC believes that becoming more autonomous is the future of automation, and it will become more, even more strategic for operations to implement. What made Yokogawa decide to move in this direction? And is the future really now? Absolutely, Janice. If the, the future is beginning now, it's probably the best way to put it. Um, I think Yokogawa's shift in this direction is really driven by customer need and um, ultimately by uh, the need of societies for the future. Um, This idea of interoperability and interoperability across the board on the control layer, information layer, the AI layer, I think this is necessary for what we see as our vision of interconnected systems of the future for the good of of, um, industry and the good of mankind. And the steps to achieve that need to be taken today. Um, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a long journey, but it's also built of bricks of knowledge. Is, you know, is the best way to put that. 
And in order to train that knowledge, we do need to start today. And I think it's a shared vision, not just with us, but also with a lot of our customers and um, with a lot of um, the industry at large. And I think um, there was some question of, well, it's capable, the, the technology is possible today, but who's going to go first? And um, I think with Yokogawa's uh, commitments to open process automation, to interoperable AI, um, and to systems of systems of the future, I think Yokogawa has decided to go first. What are some of Yokogawa's key differentiators as they accelerate to autonomy? Uh, there's a few things, I think, particularly um, focusing on industrial autonomy. I think, you know, we can talk about uh, general differentiators in, you know, our length of time in the industry, our commitment to customer value. But if we really talk about how technology is changing and what our differentiator is there, um, a lot of it has to do with us being um, one of the first movers for these technologies and uh, our commitment to interoperability. So um, Yokogawa has been part of open process automation, for example, from the very beginning. Um, and to go with that is a wealth of experience. So uh, I think the, the um, experience in these areas, the uh, willingness to be the risk taker in the industry and help other customers um, go over the hump into this interoperable autonomous future, I think that's a really big differentiator on Yokogawa's side. Do you think it's important that people get started on their autonomous journey now? Oh, yes, absolutely. I think, um, you know, like we mentioned, or like we've talked about today, it is a journey. And it's a journey that's built of point solutions into a connected future. And every enterprise, every plant has its own unique element in its DNA. And to be able to leverage past information or past behavior and turn that, use that to shape the behavior of the future for high performance optimization for sustainability, I think that um, it's important to begin to take those steps now. So absolutely, it is important for customers to begin that journey today. And even if it's small solutions that are being solved, it's always you know, the, the vision is to leverage those into a greater whole. So are there other technologies or processes that you can talk about that Yokogawa is implementing as we head into the future? And how can Yokogawa help operations people who are listening today? How do they get started on this journey? Sure. Um, I think talking about, you know, the the journey to industrial autonomy is, you know, it's it cuts across many different disciplines and many different technologies. And we are supporting customers um, on many of these. Um, I think one underlying thing in regard to this journey is being able to leverage information to the best of your ability and to provide um, information context. So um, it's less about a digital twin and less about multiple digital twins, but really about how those digital twins relate to each other and the real plants. And I think there is a, you know, um, you know, a key enabler of that is um, information modeling and to be able to model information context. Uh, OPC UA is a huge enabler of that, uh, you know, in, in uh, for many different areas. Um, I think a key thing is um, that we are um, working in many industries with is robotics 
and leveraging robotics into these information models, leveraging robotics into human workflows. Um, so I, there, there are a number of areas, and I think for how customers can take advantage today, it really is going to depend on where it really is going to depend on where they prioritize the value. So there are many problems that can be solved, but what is the path, the most optimized path or the most optimized program to get to adding value today, but also building to a vision for the future? And Yokogawa is, of course, very happy to help um, um, throughout that entire journey. So Yokogawa is really embracing innovation autonomy. It's super impressive what we talked about today. But are there any key takeaways or recommendations you'd like to tell our audience today? Sure, yes. Start now, uh, start early. Work with good technology, work with a good technology partner and have a vision for what value is being provided today, but also for what the end game or the sustainable value is for the future. I think that um, um, in the past we have been um, solving many problems, but we've never really connected up those solutions. And we really have the capability to do that today. So start early and have a strong vision for the future, work with a great technology partner, and utilize the available technologies today would probably be the best takeaway. So that's really all, all we have time for today. And I'd like to thank you very much to our audience for listening. And I'd also like to give a special thank you to Eugene Spiropoulos from Yokogawa for giving this insightful interview about how automation is moving towards autonomy. I'm sure there's a lot of industrial companies who will be very interested in what Yokogawa is doing to help their customers transform digitally and become more autonomous because there is a lot of value in autonomous and the transformation will continue to drive performance. If you would like more information on this topic or any specific topic in the industrial space, please take a look at our website www.arcweb.com and also yokogawa.com's website or contact us directly. Thank you again. <laughs>